Welcome to the Billingshurst Family Church Podcast. For more information or to support our work in Billingshurst and the surrounding areas, please visit billingshurstfamily.church. Well, as you know, I'm Craig. I'm the lead pastor of Billingshurst Family Church. And I'm just really glad. I also thank you for coming already, but I'm so glad you've all come and uh, been able to join us as a church this morning. Um, have you had a good time so far? Yeah, excellent. Enjoying some singing? Yeah, getting those vocal cords going. I'm sure many of you don't sing all the time. Um, and uh, you enjoyed the dramas. I think they've done a wonderful job, haven't they, on the dramas, yeah? Well, I'm here today to talk about the reason for the season, why we celebrate Christmas and why we should consider our response to Christmas afresh this year. Who knows the film The Lion King? Yeah, yeah you guys do. Excellent. Are you guys, did you guys grow up on the, the cartoon one or the new one? The cartoon one. Brilliant. Well, I remember in 1994, when I was about seven or eight, going to see The Lion King at the cinema. And uh, it's a great time. You know, it was in the old capital in Horsham, uh, what I consider the old capital in Horsham. There are others who disagree with me. Um, but there's this moment in The Lion King, all right? I'm sure we all remember it. Simba and Mufasa go to the top of Pride Rock the very, very top, early in the morning, and they look out over the land. And Mufasa says to Simba, everything the light touches is our kingdom. And Simba, being the inquisitive little, little cub that he is, says, but, but what about that shadowy place? And Mufasa turns to him and he says, Simba, you must never go there. You must never go there. When I was growing up, because um, I'm a, a Horsham boy born and bred, um, my sort of shadowy place I should never go to was kind of cruelly. Um, <laughs> I've seen it come up online a few times. The shadowy place is Hastings. Um, I'm sure for some the shadowy place is Billingshurst, but I don't believe that's true. So Simba being inquisitive, he gets up and he finds his friend Nala and they go and there's this wonderful song, you know, just can't wait to be king. And it's a wonderful bit. And then they make their way to the shadowy place. They make their way to the elephant graveyard and they find themselves in much deeper water than they expected, much more dangerous water, faced with being eaten by hyenas. And you remember this moment where Simba's there and he goes to roar and he does this little roar. And it's like nothing, pitiful, absolutely useless. And he tries, he tries to defend themselves. But we all know there's no way these cubs can stand up to the hyenas. They weren't going to survive this encounter. And I remember when I was seven or eight years old, back in 1994, I remember the fear, what's going to happen next? Were they going to get eaten by the hyenas? No. No, well, we know that now, don't we? <laughs> you know, as I, I agree, because as I was just saying, like, as... as it was a Disney film, Simba's the main character, likelihood of them getting eaten. I can look back now, you know, as an, old, uh, you know, an older, more mature person, and go, there's no way that's going to happen. It wouldn't fit with the plot. But at the time, when I was seven or eight, it's like, oh, what's going to happen? And as you, you process that moment, as you look at it, as they're cornered by the hyenas before this giant elephant skull, you go from wondering, what are they going to do? How are they going to get out of this? Suddenly, to help. They, they can't get out of it. Someone needs to help them. Someone needs to save them. You recognise they've gone beyond the point of being able to save themselves. And something in you goes, just someone help them. You know, we all recognise the need in that moment for someone to get involved, someone to intervene, because there's no way they're going to be able to get themselves out of that situation. But we know the rest of the story, don't we? 
Yeah? We know the rest of the story. Mufasa arrives with James Earl Jones's wonderful voice. And he defeats the hyenas. He's bigger, he's more powerful, and he defeats them. You know, we were all waiting for the arrival of the powerful lion to save the day. If we consider our story today, in first century Palestine, which is where all our dramas have been set, the people were waiting for someone powerful to rise up, and like Mufasa, overcome their enemies using force and power, taking back control of the land they had been promised through the generations. Often we too look for that sort of person to intervene in our lives, to show us the right way to go, or to lift us out of the situation that we find ourselves in. We might look instead at the Marvel and DC universes, the films, and see that just at the right time, just as it feels like it's all going to end, a saviour arrives. I remember this wonderful moment where Captain America is beaten and bruised, and he's just standing one man alone in front of Thanos, this, this you know, wretched being who's trying to destroy everyone, and he stands there alone. You're like, what's going to happen? He can't beat him. But then these portals open up behind, and this army comes in behind him, and they go on to victory. Salvation arrived. You might look again at the Lord of the Rings. Wonderful moment where Gandalf, they're being defeated, and Gandalf in the morning, as the sun comes up, Gandalf crosses the top of the ridge, crashes down into the valley, and then the victory is won from there. Stories of saviours are popular ones, and usually saviours are powerful, coming into the situation that they're they're coming to save people from. With such force and might, the enemies are massively overpowered and destroyed. But at the first Christmas, we encounter a different kind of saviour. At Christmas, we hear the stories of Mary and Joseph, the shepherds and the wise men. We hear of angry kings miraculous births, and no room at the inn. We find ourselves in the midst of what is often referred to as the greatest story ever told. At Christmas, we discover a saviour who is born in humility as a baby boy. Probably not what you'd expect the saviour of the world to be like. At Christmas, we hear the story, as we've seen this morning, of the birth of a baby boy, a baby boy who changed the lives of everyone who encountered him. Mary and Joseph each started their journey meeting an angel in person and in a dream. And he told them what was to happen. They were going to have a child, not by regular means, but by the power of God. Mary conceived by the power of God the baby who was to be called Jesus. They were told this baby would save people from their sins, from the things they've done wrong. And as well as that, the baby would be known as God with us, Emmanuel. If you ever wondered what Emmanuel means, it means God with us. You know, Mary didn't keep her experience to herself. She told Joseph, her husband, to be, uh, as well as uh, going to stay with family, where she told them as well, she'd heard good news. And she went and shared that good news with people. We love a bit of news, don't we? Yeah? Do you like a bit of news? Like a bit of gossip? Or the latest stuff? What's going on in the news at the moment? We might, might have been listening to, watching Facebook and watching the news in the run-up to the election uh, and all that. You know, we like a bit of news. And we love to share news, particularly good news. Have you, have you heard some good news recently? Yeah. Excellent. 
Has anyone else heard some good news recently? Yeah? Do you keep good news to yourself? No. No, you don't, do you? You tell everyone. Yeah? You hear good news, you go and tell everyone. At Christmas, we're also reminded of the shepherds, happily lying out in the fields around Bethlehem, watching over their sheep. They too encountered an angel and the glory of God shining around them. And they were terrified. And then a whole multitude of angels. One angel, glory of God, which is a pretty scary thing in and of itself. And then this multitude of angels appear. They were terrified. And these angels were glorifying and praising God. And these shepherds were then so taken aback, they went straight into town, leaving most of their flock behind uh, to find this baby that they'd been told about. And find him they did, in a manger. In the manger where the animals ate from. The resting place, the the sleeping place of a king. They were told by the angels that the Christ, the Messiah, would be who they would find. The one who had been promised through history to save the people of Israel. The one who that night was promised not just to save the people of Israel, but to save all peoples, all who would turn to him. And when they found the baby, they went around celebrating what they'd found. You can't help but wonder if they were saying to everyone around them in the years that followed, have you heard of this baby boy? who was born to be king of the world. Have you heard? Good. Excellent. You heard through the Bible. Amazing. Finally, at Christmas, we remember our dear wise men who couldn't all be here today. Had to be on the phone. The wise men, the magi or the kings, depending on where you read it, remember what Christmas card you buy. The wise men didn't encounter angelic dreams or visitations prior to heading off to find this baby. The wise men read books and prophecies of generations past and became aware of the star rising that pointed to the birth of a new king in the city of Bethlehem. When the new star arose, they mounted up and headed to find the new king. No miracles or angelic happenings, purely faith in what they'd discovered that caused them to travel months and months to find the fulfilment of an 800 or so year old prophecy. And when they arrive in Palestine, in Herod's Herod's courts, in his castle, in his palace, (laughs) expecting to find a new king, they say to him, have you heard of the birth of the new king? Where is he? They brought the good news of the new king. But in the palace, they hadn't heard. And so they went and took their presents to where the king had been born. And there they encountered him. I'm sure that as they left, they spent their time telling everyone as they headed back east, saying to everyone, have you heard? Have you heard? We, we met him. We met the, the Christ. We met the Messiah. We met Jesus. And when each of these groups encountered the baby, you just have to wonder if afterwards they went around asking everyone, have you heard? Have you heard? When you read of their stories, you find in each circumstance that they're changed by their encounter with this baby, this baby called Jesus. Let me ask you this morning, have you heard? Each Christmas, we give presents, we celebrate together with our families and our friends. But have you heard? Mary and Joseph, the shepherds and the Magi, all heard and had their lives changed forever 
through the birth of this baby because they heard and took heed at what they heard. Maybe it's time in your life to consider afresh what you've heard. Maybe it's time to check if the story that you've heard throughout your life is the full story. Christmas is a great opportunity as we gather as families and in churches to assess afresh what we think about the reason for the season. There's a reason we celebrate, celebrate Christmas, and that's because it's about the Christ, the baby Jesus born and laid in a feeding trough. And that's just the start of hearing the full story. As a church, we run something called the Alpha Course, and uh, you might have heard about it before, uh, but perhaps... This is the time to take Christmas seriously. To take the time to consider finding out more about this baby Jesus whose birth we've been celebrating for nearly 2,000 years. A baby that truly has changed the world. A birth that brings amazing promises for us to discover. So I'd like to invite you 15th of January at Blue India. We're going for a curry. Alternative options are available. Um, And we're having uh, having a free meal. So it won't cost anything. Just come along, enjoy a curry, and uh, have a good time. Um, And it's the opportunity to start thinking about Alpha, to start spending some time investigating the world-changing story of this small baby. The meal is free, as I've said. The company will be good. Uh, And maybe it's time for you to consider, have you really heard the whole story? Have you really heard all that Jesus did? I'm going to take a moment for us to pray. And then we're going to sing our final carol. We're going to pray, guys. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your humble beginnings. We thank you that you came in such a way to point to what the rest of your life was going to be like. A life of humility and obedience to God the the Father. I pray, Lord, as we're going into Christmas this year, that we would all take time to, we'll be able to make time to remember you, remember what really happened. Presents are given because they're a reminder of the gift that you are to us. And I pray, Lord God, for each of us that we would have an encounter with the living God this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.